You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. I'm on size after a basketball talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Free Speech. We are at Stand Up New York Labs, and uh, I don't. We're not doing this live, are we? Is it live? We're doing it live, but uh, we're not pushing it because there's a good attitude. We're not doing this live, are we? Right? <laughs> the only these time Mexicans listening. Huh? Oh, excuse me. We are. Hey. We didn't announce it, and then the only time we we never announce it in time, and things get fucked up. Uh, and so we only have one caller, and he's a mentally ill Christian, uh, <laughs> who's dumb too. It would be if cool if he's like a whackbagger, but uh, uh, yeah. So we're not doing that. Um, I'm not dressed well. My kid bonked his head. We had to go to the hospital. Uh, it's fucked up the whole week. But we have Dave Smith here, who I noticed you referred to as the libertarian comedian. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I mean, I do, I say that on my Twitter handle, so I haven't like, uh, I guess that's my doing. Is that, isn't that unfunny though? A little bit. I think I do a decent job in my act of making it kind of funny. Libertarian is more, I, like on the podcasting and stuff like that is kind of why I put stand-up comedian and libertarian, because I, I do like to just kind of talk about ideas, but no, it's not always funny. I think it's tough, it's tough when you believe in anything yeah. in politics to make yeah. it funny. The funny position is usually being completely removed from right. like either, you know what I mean? Like you're just, well, uh, when people hear it, they go, oh great, it's, he's going to be talking, making economics jokes all night. Sure. But I think economics jokes can be really funny if you're good at it. You know what I mean? Like uh, what you don't want and what I hope I, I never am, what, what I think political comedy kind of conjures up is like someone kind of preaching to you or yeah. lecturing and that, but I do think that's much more associated with like liberal comics. Totally. And know? the funny thing about liberal comics, which is 90% of them is they're so smug and sure that they've come up with a new thing and you can tell they haven't looked it up or done any research. <laughs> so they say some cliche like, people talking about immigration, motherfucker, the Indians were here first, you're an immigrant. Yeah. And you're like, dude, that is talking about immigration 101. We do that on the first day. Well, you right, and you can't, like, yeah, people love kind of I don't know. That's just the culture we live in, though, right? Is like this, there's like these kind of like narratives that this is the thing, and then people like to just jump onto that easy kind of narrative. Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, you're with. Oh, that was smart. Okay, you're, but but you'd think a comedian wouldn't be so prone to cliches because I call them the miners, M-I-N-E-R-S, and if you just keep poking away at something, I feel like you end up at libertarian. Like John Stossel started out just doing, <laughs> yeah. these toasters are going to kill you when we come back after the break. And then he kept going, are these, these toasters don't seem dangerous. And I looked up the stats on, you know, uh, household accidents and it's all drowning in pools. And there's lots of, there's lots of stories like that. Like um, um, Thomas Sowell, uh, he was uh, uh, a Marxist, I believe, <laughs> and then got a job in the government. And that's like what, wow. he, what started his like transition. Really? A lot of the people, I mean, look, you know, there's like, forget even like politics or anything like that, just in life. When people argue, there's almost like, there's two different types of people. There's like the, um, there's the person who's searching for the right, the truth, and the person who just wants to win. Right. The and argument. The, the latter group is, it's partisan to them and it's polit it's like sports. Like with my mother-in-law, she's a big liberal. And if I say something bad about like Obama, then she'll say something bad about George W. Mm -hmm. Bush. Meanwhile, I fucking hated George W. Bush. To me, it's not the Dallas Cowboys versus the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. But that group sees it as a, a, a upping the ante, one for one, we gotta win. And it's easy, I mean, it's easy, I think, to fall into that. Like, that's the thing that keeps, that's the thing that keeps everyone in their group is that, like, the other group is so yeah. unappealing to them that it's just this knee-jerk, like, well, I don't want to be with them. So I'm, uh, you know, like, I was, uh, I was talking about this the other day, um, but like in 2000, in, uh, in 2012, when Obama ran for re-election, I was like really fascinated with that, uh, wh how he was going to run. Because I'm sitting there going like, man, you know, in 2008, it was like this hope, change, yes, we can. And now he has a track record of a lot of major broken promises. Like no matter what side of the issue you're on, he said, I'm going to close Gitmo, end the wars, be the most transparent government in history. You know, all these things that did not at all happen. And so it's like, how is he possibly, I mean, he can't just run on hope and change. Yes, we can. How is he going to possibly get these guys to all fall in line? And 
he never had to deal with any of that. He just had Todd Akin on TV go, well, I think when a woman gets raped, her body can shut that down. And then everyone's like, oh, oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, good point. And then it's just war on women. Totally. And it's just like, I don't want to be on that team. Yeah, like Mitt Romney, he, he, got, he hanged himself with hate facts. He said 50% of the country isn't paying tax. Everyone freaked out. And instead of going, they're not, and, and owning it, he got scared. So they fucked, they had it handed to them in a silver platter and just fucked up. But what he did, what Romney did, I think, was he, he went to swat a bee and missed. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 or whatever the analogy, you know, you got to nail that. And he didn't nail it. He did. He was sloppy. He's right. He touched on what is a really, really important point, which right. is that like the, our government's now gotten so huge that everyone's part of a fucking special interest group to some degree. Even if you're just on Medicare or Social Security, how can you have an honest conversation about whether we should cut Medicare? Right. And yeah, Social yeah, Security, yeah. you're in an interest group. You're like every voter is essentially like a. They're, they're, they have a conflict of interest. Well, even those of us not in a group, like I'm an entrepreneur, so just like a welfare mom wants to keep that gravy train going, I don't want that gravy train because it hurts my team. Well, you may be one of the, you know, uh, people who kind of see some of the bigger picture and why you don't want to be part. But even entrepreneurs, they'll suck into certain things where they're like, oh, you know, you can qualify for this program or this program. You know, you're, yeah. it's like they'll come fuck you up the ass on every little thing and then try to like, and you can't even blame those entrepreneurs who get sucked in because what are you going to do? Like, these are the rules. I thought as, as a, as a guy, you know, like Hillary Clinton going around the other day, it's so funny. And she goes, you know, all of a sudden Democrats, when they're campaigning, really care about small business. And they're like, you know, she, she said, I'm meeting with small business owners to just ask, what can we do? You know, what can the federal government do for small business? It's like, hey, can I speak on behalf of every small yeah. business owner ever? Like, uh, I'm just a teenager uh, who works at Arby's. Maybe more like gum and shit. There's yeah. never any gum here. <laughs> but it's just this idea of like, well, maybe stop robbing. From that, like maybe stop stealing what they make. That would be probably their first. Yeah, I want to get to that with you because because you you talk about the debt a lot, and I think it's sort of the fact that people avoid it is a sign that we've we're done with math, the death of math. Like I, I had this dude Jeffrey Lewis here the other day, whom I like. We fought the whole time. I didn't know it was going to get political. I wanted to talk about comic books and music, but um, he his whole philosophy, and I've heard this a lot, is just we have a debt. There's some rich people there. Why don't they just do that? And you're like... You're Wait, the rich people do what? Pay it off? Pay it off. Or just tax them more and it'll be paid off. And, yeah. and you go, no, 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 no. You're talking about a trillion dollar debt. Right. And then it's kind of conceivable, but probably even in that crazy scenario, it, it's conceivable they could, you know, really take it down and maybe end it. But mm, they'd mean, be broke and the trillion dollars would, would double next week. I mean, I I don't know what, what's the entire size of of the economy. I mean, you're talking yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just a mathematical. Exactly. It's a, you know. it's, they don't get what a like. They need to go on the internet, and there's lots of cool visuals of what a trillion is. Yes. And you see like a guy next to a box, a guy <laughs> next to a football field of boxes, and then a guy just next to an ocean of boxes. Yes. So you take you right, like just for example, you take a, a billionaire, say someone worth one billion dollars. We need a thousand of them. And to get, take yes. all their money, a thousand billionaires, by the way, a right. thousand billionaires to cover one year of our deficit. You know right. what I mean? Like that's so I don't. And then when you look at things like uh, Medicare. And now you just killed a bunch of rich guys and you just rewarded this spendaholic. Oh, of course. And that's the other aspect of it, that that would literally be the worst thing we could possibly do. Let's say even if they go like, oh, well, then that will help the problem. Like, no, 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 no. That would make it worse. You just took all the money out of the economy and gave it to the least productive uh, You just members. punished a guy who made money and rewarded a a guy who wasted it. Uh, can I say, oh my God, this was uh, just a thing I, I think you would love this because it touches on the immigration thing and this mentality, but I was arguing with this uh, this uh, this chick and she said, uh, we were talking about immigration, and which I don't know, we, we might disagree a little bit on that, but like, uh, no, we do. But I like, um, basically she was, I was just at least like trying to have a common sense argument of like, you could at least acknowledge that say like a doctor from India coming over is more valuable to, to, since you're so into like the collective or something like that. I'm just saying like, like, you know, migrant workers from third world countries or whatever, just piling in in a bad economy may not be the best thing. So even though that we might agree on, because even though I'm, I'm kind of open borders, I feel, but she goes up and she goes, well, I'll grant you like, you know, a doctor coming over helps more in the sense like he pays more taxes. 
And it's just, <laughs> wow. It's like such a government centric wow. way of looking at the world. Like, that, wait, hold on. So just on a human level, a doctor coming over. The An way eyeball you think is just... hanging out of a kid's head. He's got his gloves on. He's putting it back in. He's attached. The retina's intact. Yeah. And all we have to do is sew up this eyelid and she just sees him as a wallet. But when you define, you know, when, when um, uh, liberals will. And it, it seems unintentional at times, confuse when they're like attacking libertarians, they confuse government and just a group of any sort. So they're like, okay, libertarian, go live alone in the woods by oh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not against associating with other people <laughs> freely. Like I'm not against, you can be part of a church or a club or yeah, this. That's, that's high school fallacy. That's guilt by association. Yes. So redneck uh, separatists don't like the government. You don't like the government. Ergo... You know, right. all dogs are mammals, all cats are mammals, it, all dogs are cats. Exactly, but they're actually, I mean, living and breathing that philosophy because she's her only conception of what helps the collective good is the idea of paying taxes. Like, that is society. Right. It's, that's yes. how you give back to everyone, is you pay taxes. Like, no, that's how you send your money to one criminal organization in Washington. A doctor helps people by helping people very directly, <laughs> yeah. by curing their illness. Like that's the, when you literally look at a pediatrician, like, like uh, curing As a, a money a, source. A, yeah, like, I mean, or that's his, con that's his contribution to society is that his money goes to Washington DC. Well, if there was this utopia where the government did spend wisely, and I've never even considered this, <laughs> but if I could paint that mythical unicorn universe with castles and bubblegum rivers in my mind, then yeah. I'm open to that kind of philosophy. And, you know, they talk about socialism. Whenever they defend it, they talk about Northern Europe. This is 700 years of people being on the same page. And even they were better off when they had a free market. But we have an intern stone here. We were talking about partisan politics, right, mm -hmm. and how it's sports. And poo-pooing that, and I do. But I have noticed when you're arguing with people and discussing things, and you're an open book... Like, I'm not going to lose. I have no allegiance to libertarians or conservatives or anyone. So if you bring up a fact, I'm going to, I'm vulnerable, you know, as opposed to having this sort of military tank around you of your group. Yeah. And it's a healthy way to be. It's, it's, a, it's how you get smarter. I wish everyone was like that. However, I have been fucked a few times with that attitude. And when I had John Joseph from the Cro-Mags on the show, we were fighting about, uh, uh, genetic food, genetically modified foods and organic food and Monsanto and all this. And he was nailing me with all this shit that I was like, I've never heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So if I guess if that was true, blah, blah, blah. And I looked it up later and like four of the things he said were complete fallacies. So if I had had my tank on, right, I just would have been partisan and blasted him with my people and I would have looked cooler. It would have been more successful, and I wouldn't have regretted it. Yeah, I get, I get what so you mean. Sometimes exactly. it helps to be part of a gang because you're stronger, or at least like, it, at least find a gang that you kind of like, like a lot of. I think that you have to find like a balance where you find the gang and you yeah. kind of like them, but you still keep your own like. You know, you can't just like fall in line with everything they say and then kind of constantly be be thinking it through for yourself. Totally, it just. It sounds, I mean, I understand one of the reasons people do it is because they win every fight. And it's inter entertaining to see a fight like that. Like, you don't see Hulk Hogan in the ring go, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You win. That was a great fight. He has to keep going, Raw, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm the scary guy. And you can't, and like certainty is something certainty, you have to like exactly. show. Like you can't, even though all privately, we all, if you're honest at all, you're questioning, you know, like your own thing constantly. But... Yeah, I guess I that's right. what I'm saying. I'm saying certainty is bad for you. It's uh, You should change your mind about something major once a year. You should lose arguments. You should say, good point. You win, I lose. Uh, I'm, I've converted. But it doesn't make for good entertainment. And it makes you look like a weird loser sometimes. Yeah. And uh, it makes you regret things sometimes. Like I've One trick I use is I'll, I'll have a theory about something, but I'll do some research and find someone super smart who agrees, and then when people get mad at me and go, you're fucking stupid, I'll go, oh, really? <laughs> like this guy? Right. Like Greg Lukianoff runs an organization called FIRE. Do you know him? Freedom of Information Rights and Eggs. I can't remember what the, the acronym is okay. for, but it's about uh, free speech and education. And uh, he wrote a great book called Freedom From Speech. 
Actually, now I'm getting drunk and I can't remember if he runs fire or not. But anyway, Greg Lukianoff is a great uh, First Amendment expert. This, it and, turns out it's just like some homeless guy ranting to you by the end of it. You know what? Uh, this might just be a guy in my, my head. It's my alter <laughs> ego. This is like Fight Club. I see him at night in the mirror. And he, his whole thing is like, everyone says the First Amendment is just about the government and not about the people. And it's, it's free speech and it's freedom if you like harass an employer until a company gets shut down. And I go... I'm sorry. And then he says, no, those are those are all part of the same thing. The First Amendment wasn't just about the government. It was about the people supporting the government doing this. If everyone in the country disagrees with the First Amendment, it doesn't fucking it's not worth the paper it's printed on. Well, right. So it's about the culture. When they said the, the government cannot impede people's free speech, they meant let's not impede free speech. Of course they mean the government shouldn't. And anyway, that's in Greg Lukianoff's book, and I've been saying it a lot, and people have been going, no, fuckface, it's an amendment. It's a government thing. And as they're yelling at me, my tiny fucking frail <laughs> ego, I can just go, he said it too. He's super smart. Yeah, so now uh, you're mad at me and my bodyguard. Right, so you right, and you, you now you have like all of his credentials behind <laughs> yeah, you too, yeah. right? Like I just got that's, his. That's doctorate. all he does right? yeah. is the First Amendment. Okay, as you're as, like, calling an expert a retard. Well, you do sometimes almost have to do that because people, you know, if it's always easy if you're talking about like some, you know, big issue for them to just go, ah, what the fuck do you know, or what the fuck, you know? So you totally, it's to all it's all degrees of what we were when we were twenty. When we were twenty, we just listened to our dad and then said things like, "The Fed has to be abolished. We have to go back to gold." <laughs> That's idiotic. Oh, really? Jim McInnes is idiotic. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, my dad's a retard. Uh, but we have to do that because. There's so much fucking shit we have to know. Like the healthcare bill is 1,500 pages. Well, luckily, who's read that? Well, luckily, there's like, look, there are like, there are, there's just so much obvious bullshit that's so pervasive. Yeah, that it's it's easy to tear that apart. I mean, dude, we live in a really crazy like 1984 world where I, I mean, dude, Rand Paul is proposed a read the bill amendment and it lost. <laughs> That's the fucking world we live in. He proposed that that congressmen have to read the laws they're passing before they pass them, and that could not get support. Too hard. You know what though? So maybe, you think the government's maybe, gonna work? He, maybe he was wrong. Like maybe when you when Stossel shows the actual documentation required uh, for you know one years of bills, it always takes up the whole studio. So. Maybe the government has, it, by them knocking that down, has conceded that they are untenable, that they cannot possibly. Well, that's you know, the point. Hold on to this avalanche. Right. Well, that's why you got to make them read it, because that way they, that's at least some limit. You can only pass uh, as much as you're fucking physically capable of reading in a day. Do they pass? I think through? they're saying if we were to do that, the jig is up. Because they don't care. It's just a matter of like every lobbyist gets to put their thing into the bill and then they get enough support for it. And then they're like, OK, I'll sign it. I've got like all my bases covered. So no, no one cares. Like Nancy Pelosi famously said, like, well, they have to we have to pass, pass the bill, the bill so to see what's, see what's in, in it. it. Yeah, it's, it's that they don't care. They just want it passed. All my people are happy. Let's go. Uh, but that's but that's the world. You know, it's 90 percent of like the liberal shit, whether it's like big government stuff or just the crazy ridiculously idiotic cultural beliefs that are like so they, they would literally be like I mean the stuff you're kind of known for like smacking down it if it wasn't so pervasively believed it would be too stupid to spend time on like that's how idiotic this stuff is like it's so like uh whatever the the idea that like um they're bailing out Goldman Sachs because they're concerned with the common person mm -hmm. is like such a idiotic idea Right. Well, but they did do it. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're, you say I, like I don't even understand what is a liberal anymore. Like they go, the the banks are out of control. Uh, I'm an anarchist. Uh, I want total anarchy. Okay, so what's your first thing in agenda? More regulation for Wall Street. So more you want money. a bigger government as an anarchist and and just send them more money. You could convince a liberal, any any liberal, in ten seconds that the federal government's a criminal organization. In ten seconds, they'll they'll grant you that. They're a criminal organization, and you're for, and you want to send them more money, but well, rich people's money. What else do you want to do, anarchists? It, besides not, use, besides use six hundred billion to pay off eighteen trillion. The other thing they want to do is, I want more gun, uh, more gun regulation. Mm -hmm. Now you look at Clive and Bundy, that ranch controversy, right? Which was, he just his whole, his whole victory became obliterated because he once wondered if the dirt poor blacks in his area who are either single moms on welfare or men in jail, he wondered 
if they might have been better off during slavery. Now, I don't think you are better off as a slave than in a shithole, but you're allowed to wonder things. And he was obliterated for that. But uh, that's a tangent. The thing sure. that amazes me about Cliven is if you look at the pictures of what happened, everyone there was armed, right? The government said, you, you are stepping on turtles. Uh, you're eating grass on land that you're not supposed to eat grass on. So we're shutting you down. They showed up with guns and said, that's egregious. Uh, cattle can roam. They're not doing any damage. That's the way it's been done for hundreds of years. Fuck off. The authorities, Obama was involved. Obama was talking about it. They saw the guns and retreated. You, you juxtapose that with Occupy Wall Street, where they're sitting there unarmed, and they're getting fucking maced in the face, and their first reaction is more government, more control. There's, it, it, and they don't see the irony. They don't see the irony of government force literally coming right at them. Right you know, in your the, eyes. Government force is in your eyeballs, macing you. It's so, so it's like it, they're, they're so fooled by rhetoric and just the idea. It's like, okay, look, don't, don't you see right in front of you the cops? It says protect and serve. But what are they doing? They're working for the banks to get you guys out of their fucking way. Like, do you, how would you ever think we're going to have a government this big and the people are going to have influence over it rather than you know uh the the elites yeah how could that ever work well it makes me think of that guy who just flew a gyroscope uh is that what it's called yeah whatever i don't know what the name is but i know you're talking about gyrocopter what's a gyroscope anyway a gyrocopter <laughs> one, one man <laughs> helicopters onto the white house lawn and he had a bunch of letters for congress and it was all about uh stop spending so much money we can't control this now, when you first hear that, and I'm sure when a liberal hears it, they just go crazy, Alex Jones, crazy, conspiracy nut. But you go, let's do the math, okay? There's people uh, dealing crack, that's bad. There's people driving poorly and bumping into stuff, that's really bad. There's shoplifters. Then there's this guy who is spending $18 trillion. I think you did the right thing. You flew your fucking crazy helicopter on the lawn and said... This is way bigger than all the other shit. Well, I, I might be wrong about this, but I thought his thing was like wh what he was doing was the liberal thing, which I hate, which is talking about the dirty money. Like he's talking about. I thought that was his thing. Maybe I've, I'm wrong about that. I thought his message was you're, he's like, a, you know, like um, the Citizens United and the, and the money. For some reason, liberals are, are uh, fixated on like the the billion dollars that Hillary Clinton's exactly. going to raise to, well, whether, to get into office. Whether he meant to or not, the end result of but that, that is, act was right. to get I, yes, people yes. talking about spending. I think, I think that's 100... I completely agree with you. That's the big issue. It's the, the big issue of our time that no, that no one seems to... Or not no one, but not enough people seem to care about. But it's crazy to me that like the, the, what the liberals really do care about is like um, the Koch brothers influencing you know, like Mitt Romney's campaign or something like that. So you go... Um, they, they go, well, we want to get all the dirty money out of politics. So, okay, so you want a government that spends like three and a half trillion dollars a year and you don't think people are going to compete over how to wield that influence <laughs> like like what you're just gonna that, that's not going to be a problem at all like of course that, that's what people would say the thing like uh, you know liberals go why why should obama raise a billion dollars to get a job that pays you know three hundred thousand dollars because the job also influences where four trillion dollars yeah. of money goes have you noticed the disdain too where they when they talk about billions and the oil companies made record profits this year. Yeah, that's good. What's the fuck? What's no the matter idea. with profits? And that there's what's the matter with a billion dollars? How did you like that oil when it was heating like a home for a child? Like, like was that? Not I was saying this to that liberal dude that was here the other day. He goes, "Oh, the rich and the rich." And there was this real. In fact, what's that name of that Jewish woman who does all these? Uh, she's a lesbian and she's she's got a bob. She looks kind of like Ayn Rand, but she's hyper liberal and she does all these talks about how to write. But she's only ever written one fucking book I don't in know. her life. I, I don't know. A real sort of liberal super god, <laughs> like with the boomers, the previous generation. Old that. New York type of gal. And oh, she, yeah, I do know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name. Uh, but anyway, her thing is no one makes a million dollars without stepping on a few throats. And you're like, what about fucking chemists who are working to cure cancer? <laughs> like that is pure. If you sit there in your so lab stupid. and you've got these patents that are helping to decode the genome and help people identify their sicknesses faster, that guy deserves whatever the fuck the market pays so, him. so, so stupid. Like it's, it's like not all stealing, you fuckface. In fact, if you want to find a rich guy who steals, look at a politician. They have billions of dollars oh, yeah. from fucking... Putting a gun to someone's head and saying, if you don't pay me, you die. 
And that's not to like say that like there's never in, in the free market been a kind of scummy person who's made a million dollars. But the idea that everyone who's success, it's just so fucking stupid. Like you said, I mean, uh, you know, um, they, they can't even things that the liberals, they, you know, they claim to be the champion of like poor people or whatever. But when people do really, you know, they just beat up on Walmart for not paying their employees enough or closing down mom and pop shops. Walmart will literally go into the most rural poor towns in America and cut families costs on things like clothes by 50 percent, <laughs> like clothing their children, cut those costs by 50 percent. And they can't even acknowledge that because it's not a government program. They can't even acknowledge that there's some benefit to that. Like even you'll never even hear a balanced conversation about Walmart. They're just evil, you know. Yeah, uh, but then at the same time, there's this like they say they they love the poor. Which, by the way, the liberal ethos is based on black people live in a racist hellhole. So we need That's to give them some money because they're starving to death because the KKK keeps fucking throwing, <laughs> ripping the food out of their mouths and throwing it in the garbage. Although, That's the whole ethos. Although that, that ethos has really, really expanded dramatically in my lifetime. I feel like it was built off that and now it's black. Also, women, LGBT, gays, gays, gays anyone, anyone, be, anyone who uh, beat, you know, was bullied or whatever. It's just like, women. like that well, group. Just yesterday, sorry, yes, yesterday we had these fucking ROTC military guys wearing red high heel shoes because women have it so hard in the footwear that they choose. These guys have their friend's head blown off. Yeah, but they don't know about real sacrifice. You don't you know? know about blisters. I, I, I loved... Um, I want to see them talking to one of those guys that's in the vet's ad who ha has that sort of catatonic stare from the IUD and he's trying to learn to walk again. Oh, dude, and I love like, it. And they're like, yeah, when you do learn to walk again, try wearing high heel shoes. They're uncomfortable. <laughs> Or, you know, the real struggle Good of, like, luck. being being catcalled. You know, like, you should be, like, Ooh. sitting around, like, a meeting. And one that must guy, be horrible one guy being flattered all day. Hi. And the, you, the catcalling has been so sanitized that they don't say, like, if you go by a construction site, they don't say, like, I want to fucking sit on your face. I want to shit in your cunt. You're so yeah. fucking pretty. They say, <laughs> yo, you're unbelievable. You look how beautiful you are. Have a beautiful day. Yeah. Oh no. Well, there's ha there's a big part of that that's sort of like yeah, like like this new like feminist outrage over like high beautiful, which is just insane. But then look, I'm not <laughs> saying there aren't creeps out out there who are dicks about it. I've seen guys who are like, ah, hey, you're kind of being a dick about, or like the thing like when a girl doesn't oh, give them the reaction. Yeah, or when when a girl doesn't give them a reaction, you know, kind of do that just dicky thing of like, hey, someone's talking to you, maybe you could like smile. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you're a dick if you do that. But to then, you know, extrapolate from that, see, and this is why we live in a patriarchy and white men have never been victims of systematic violence. You're like, white whoa, men, whoa, whoa, whoa. We whoa. invented yes. systematic violence. What are you talking about? We're more about? likely to get killed. We're more likely to get attacked. We're more likely to get yelled at. We're more likely to die young. We're more likely to commit suicide. We're more likely feminist, to die of a uh, workplace feminist accident. Feminist said, said those words to me once. I was arguing with her she goes the difference is white men have never been the victims of systematic oppression in this country i go i went have you ever heard of uh the draft the military draft have you ever what could be Google more image just ww22 just what could be more systematic and oppressive yeah. than the draft i mean it's like your perfect example of it um Total slavery and the worst type of slavery. Like you would rather if someone cho if someone uh, went uh, to you and they were like, "Hey, Gavin, we're taking your freedom away. You're being enslaved. You can either go pick cotton on a field in the south, or you can go on the battlefields in it fucking Germany. You know, or you know, yeah, wherever. <laughs> you know, you'd fucking pick the the cotton field probably. I pretty mean, legit, pretty, pretty sure. Well, pretty I've, sure. I've had that argument before with liberals, and they go, "Yeah, but those soldiers got paid. The blacks were slaves." I'm like, what? What did they get paid? Eighty cents a day? So that's to like watch saying, uh, your face, oh, the, the, your that, buddy's face it's, blow it's, off. Uh, the identical argument that uh, pro-slavery uh, Confederates made. They said they they basically said they're compensated. They said we give them we give them housing and food and stuff like that. So you can force someone to do something, but as long as you you know compensate them, then that's, that's what's fine. so infuriating about that red high heels thing. We have these soldiers thanking women for wearing shoes that they fought to give them the freedom to choose. Like it's not a hijab, and don't, please don't get in any ideas if you work uh, with the ROTC. I don't want them wearing hijabs and burkas or anything, okay? But you're like, these women should be lining up thanking these guys. 
Yeah. Men are more likely to get raped than women if you include prison. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, and that's, and that's, I mean, and, and they're, they're kind of like separate almost issues, like the prison rape and this, but no one cares about the prison rape. You know, that, it's a um, joke. It's in every comedy. The guy gets in the cell with Bubba, and everyone's going, ah, ha, ha, his anus is going to get shredded when that huge black guy fucks him and it bleeds, and he will probably bleed to death. I, uh, well, this, this actually is not my observation. This is uh, just to give credit to Kurt Metzger. Uh, God damn it. I wish I thought of this because it's such a brilliant point, but when he, he made this on, when they did that Law and Order episode about rape jokes, you know, and they're all uh, they're they're all like really offended about this comic making rape jokes, and and is it leading to real rape? And it ends up it is, and they investigate and all this stuff. And uh, it's he just made the point that like every episode, uh, that chick on Law and Order threatens a guy oh, yeah. with rape. Like literally, she'll just go, you know, boys like you don't do real good in jail. Maybe you need to start yeah, telling yeah, me about yeah. this. Yeah. Like, you threaten a person with rape to coerce uh, a <laughs> confession. And that's like considered like, okay, we watch that on TV and we go, those are the good guys. That's not even a problem. It's so, one of your tools that you use every day. And then it's like, what planet are uh, these college kids on with these liberals where they'll go, you know, we live in a culture that's not sensitive to women who come forward with rape. We live in a culture that's hypersensitive to women. Too who come sensitive. Forward. Yes, so way too sensitive. The, to the point supply that we're of rapes lives. is not meeting the demand, so they're conjuring up ones that didn't happen. The government, Title IX, is paying schools to find rape. You're incentivizing rape. If you, there's no rapes on your campus, you don't get money. It's, it, well, yeah, that's insane. And there's, there's, oof, that is, that's a lot of the economic problems with some of these do-gooder, you know, programs. But you know, the, the law and order thing too, the undertone with that joke is you're a homophobe. I can't wait till you get fucked in the butt. And it's, I'm, I'm psychoanalyzing them now, but I think they see the rape as some sort of lovemaking. So <laughs> it would be good for a homophobe to have to kiss uh, a guy on the lips because that would be a fitting punishment. Right. It's like, no dude, in jail, in order to lube up the asshole, they will cut it to use blood, okay? This is not a homophobe getting a wake-up call. Yeah. This is a man being murdered Which, by the way, cocks. we should uh, um, just, if you're just purely mechanically speaking, blood does work as a great lube. So they know, these effective. guys know what they're doing, okay? Yeah. They're pros. They've well, been, it's called trial and error. <laughs> and over the past few centuries of man rape, they've detected some things A lot of time on your hands in that, in that gap. Oh, great. Now we're making fun of people getting raped in prison. Oh, yeah. No, look, I'm saying it's funny, but I, I just want to equally be able to make jokes about rape in general. Like, I'm just, like, you rape know, like, is uh, rape. Uh, comedy, sex, they're all art. Okay. They have no rules. There's no punching up, punching down. It's, it's ridiculous. If you make fun of babies with a cleft palate, no one will laugh. But maybe there is a guy who has a good zinger in there. Don't enforce any fucking all, rules because it's it's dude, ethereal. It's like do you get a how magical funny, universe. How funny it, uh, the joke would have to be if you had a, a joke about kids getting cleft palate jokes that could kill the room. It would have to be such a brilliant observation. That's the thing they don't get. It's like this own self, you know, regulating thing of the marketplace. That if you go there, the only guys who really make a career off incredibly offensive jokes are like Louis and fucking Chappelle and these guys who are amazing at it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, whatever, dude. If you if you run down any of these. Comedy, if you don't get that it's an art form that's this force of funny, it's, uh, yeah, okay, like, run, you know, if you want to transcribe uh, Chris Rock's black people versus N-word bit, yeah, but it's, it's pretty awful to say at a board meeting or yeah, something, I guess. Yeah, for a white guy to say. Right, yeah. Let's but, try I mean, to make a baby cleft palate joke. Let's try to, re it's got to be really well structured, dude. Okay, I'm I know. I'm telling you. David Cross has a bit about how uh, it must be so weird to adopt a, a baby that's another race, like an Asian baby, and every time you look at it, it's the eyes are just saying, you're not mine. <laughs> so let's take that and say something like, uh, I adopted a baby, but I, I didn't want to be distracted by it being another race. So I got one with a cleft palate. Okay. So now my eyes go down there instead of to the weird chinky eyes. I think you're going to get some groans. I'm not going to lie. From not my, funny? From my experience but, on okay, the, the scene. Okay, that's just the first draft. <laughs> but conceptually, that's that, like you. That that's like work. you're running it at a mic Yeah, right that's now, just, just a guy trying to be out. shocking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it is, uh, there, there I, is, I'll tell you though. My baby has a cleft palate. Uh, <laughs> when I try to kiss it, I always kiss its gums. Maybe something about that. No, now you just sound like you're just trying to shock people. Yeah, there, there is, uh, the, the making out with your cleft palate baby isn't digging you out of the hole. No, I just don't that's feel a good like challenge, it, kids it at home. Write a cleft there. palate, baby cleft palate joke. That is genuinely hilarious and not just like, I'm the gross, horrible guy. Yeah, no, we're not looking for that, okay? We, we've already got enough of that. We're looking for real, smart, you know, uh, like really saying something about our society through the prism yes. 
of a, a, a baby cleft we're not joke. D- we're not good enough to do it now but we might uh speaking of liberals <laughs> one thing i wanted to ask you and we've touched on it a few times but this sort of boggles my mind why are young people liberals why are all comedians liberals why is being liberal cool right now right if you criticize the president you're some horrible dick he's the fucking president and when people have like an obama shirt on or they like obama i see it as exactly the same as you're in high school and someone has a t-shirt that says principal blinkman rocking it again (laughs) best principal ever (laughs) he's made the earl of march that was my high school right the 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 earl's rocking thanks to this guy like why are you such a subservient pussy right who wants to uh a government tell you what to do and why are you pretending that you love these black people where you don't know any you don't like anything they stand for. They're pro-life. You're pro-choice. They are not down with the gays. You hate people that aren't down with the gays. They go to church every Sunday. I mean, you like their early rap records. You like Public maybe, Enemy. Maybe, right. That's early. about I was it. Gonna say early. I mean, it's it's amazing how liberals are able to, and, and one of the most fascinating things is watching their uncomfortable... Yes. reactions to things like whatever prop 8 being sh- uh, shut down by black people or uh oh. just just when when well, that was you heaven know, to watch oh it's it's amazing it's my favorite you know or to just ha- have a conversation with a liberal who's telling you they're outraged by a comedian's joke and you go like oh well then you must be really outraged by hip hop yeah. and they go well, well no i've seen a different. t-shirt that said that white guys where it says hip hop makes me feel invincible uh, what a fucking pussy. But just but That's like gay porn makes me feel like my cock rocks or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean that it's horrible on so many levels. And where's the like where's the, where's the the outrage for that? Where's the outrage for the fact that you know if you re, if you want to talk about like a, a a culture that demeans women or something like that, the fact that like kids just bop their heads to music that's like G's up, hose down or something like that. Yeah. How does that not get in the conversation? Yet you'll you'll go after literally, dude. Comic, you know Sam Morell. Comics like like guys like who are on, on like my level, just coming up unknown. They'll try to ruin guys' fucking careers. Guys who are just grinding, trying to build a fucking career for themselves. And and th- those guys are huge threats. And Wait, it's always Sam like, Morell has tried to ruin people's. No, careers? no, no, no. Sam Morell's oh. a hilarious comedian. A good friend tried of mine. To ruin his he, career. He, yeah, because he had like one. Like, quasi uh, not even offensive really funny rape joke and the little dear white male comedian you need to stop right? uh. you know so but they'll never go after anyone else or any <laughs> no and that's not it's the racist what do they call the bigotry of low expectations uh-huh. like yeah. why are you doing that it, it and they'll have some white guy who just shot a giraffe and friends of mine have said this good when he's dead, like, thank fucking God, die pig. Or if you had some white guy that kicked a puppy in the head and then got shot in the head Virtually every comedian, every liberal would be like, thank God. Yeah. Then they'll have some black dude who like ate a family and they'll go, he needs education. We have to stop capital punishment and leave him alone, you fucking, he's growing up in a racist society. And you're like, isn't it worse to eat a family than uh, to kick a puppy in the head? Like, what's the matter with shooting? It, it's in insane. Zim- Ricky Gervais just had that picture where someone shot a giraffe in Zimbabwe. Yeah, I saw. Okay. Before hunting was privatized in Zimbabwe, when Mugabe was having greater government Mm -hmm. control, which all the liberals want, elephants looked like Canadian girls with bulimia, okay? You could pick up an elephant and throw it, and then it would die from the impact. They weighed like 100 pounds. Now that it's privatized, the populations of all wildlife is soaring. I'm sorry if you don't like to see the sad dead giraffe as you eat your fucking chicken burger, but that's good for the big picture. Sorry. And to say good when this hunter dies, it's like, what if he was your uncle? You would say, no, it's a different culture. Or what if he was black? I think it's a guy trying trying to get some ivory for his family. But it's just like, it's, um... At least from what I think of it, it's like this kind of like superficial desire. Like we we just built this culture where everyone's really into being like, see, I care yes. without actually wanting to read Sorry an to article interrupt, on Dave. it. Can I get some more bourbon? You know, they uh, just don't want to actually, like, read anything on it. They don't even, like, have... You know what I mean? No, they don't want to actually what look I hate. into the argument. That's what I hate. Like, when you're arguing about immigration or something, say this to a liberal, go, how many illegals are there in the country? And they'll go, like, uh, I don't know, like, 50 million? Right. 50 million? 
Where that number? Like you've never Googled it. So they're sitting there screaming and their research has never gone beyond these facile analogies that drive me fucking insane where they go, okay, if Johnny has seven blocks and Sue has one block, don't you think it makes sense that Johnny would give Sue some blocks? And you're like, ergo, yeah, spend 18 trillion. I mean, that analogy <laughs> has no ending. Like, a fire department makes too much money with their pensions, 180K a year for 40 years. We can't afford it. Uh, oh, so the whole city should burn down and firemen need to die? Uh, let's just really go for it. Then I won't have to But that's their thing is it's got to be this kind Thanks. of... Um, that, right, it's it's got to go right to that. They have to just like know you're wrong without, and that's why you see like these things, which is. And by the way, when, just to get what you said uh, initially, where you're like, why is this like kind of cool? Like, I'm, I I don't know, but the thing that I I think, and I really do think, I think it's it's uh, people don't realize how how small a percentage of society really shapes society. Like the far vast vast majority of people are just kind of followers. You know, they just kind of go with what's kind of shaped for them. Um, and I think uh, um, liberals got control of the colleges in the 60s. And what you're seeing now is kind of the outgrowth of that. That's and, a good point. And what's terrifying, terrifying, is if you look at what's going on in the college campuses now. Because the truth is everyone in this weird society, the, the, there's like three colleges where pretty much everyone who has power comes from. You know what I mean? There's like, like, there's like Yale, Harvard, and like, like uh, almost everyone falls into those two. And then like, you know what I mean? So it's like they're all in these like societies and these closed things. And when you get control of that, you know, like whoever, Hillary Clinton was like a, a Barry Goldwater libertarian, I think, until she went to college. This is what's being like taught to them at college. Is this? I really blame the college professors more than anyone else because yeah. they're letting these college kids go around feeling like they have some fu like really strong argument my here. My college professor, my philosophy professor, professor in uh, Canada, was the head of the Canadian Communist Party. Right, and he told me it was okay to have an abortion well, the, up until a year after the baby's born. Well, I think what happened, and I've, I've I've read some historians who have made like fairly compelling arguments about this, that more or less when uh when when the socialism you know really started to play its course in uh in Europe, and um you know it didn't go so good. People might yes. remember you know like uh, in Russia and Germany and these big you know like national socialism or communism whatever angle of it didn't go very good and um, you know it uh, totalitarian governments tend to turn on those academics after a while so a lot of academics had to leave like all these academics had to leave you know uh, the all the socialists school. right and then they end up in America and what uh, just just like Karl Marx uh, the, you know the the greatest socialist ever none of them can work. You know what I mean? Like the only thing they can do. Yeah, he never had one the, job. The only thing they can do is teach. Yes. Go into you know, so they all went into the fucking universities, and 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 then free market people had very tough times getting into. And then now, but now if you go to college, I mean the the ideology has gotten so crazy. I mean numbers like you don't. They don't even feel the need to respond to your argument. You, you know, you go. Uh, no, they literally have a room. Yes, to recover a from a contentious concept where they play a video of puppies playing. Like, if that wasn't an Amy Schumer sketch, you'd go, you guys are being lazy. This is why I said we live in 1984. It's like this insane world. You're, you're, uh, and it's Christina Hoffsummer is going around and speaking at colleges. She is the most, like, she's not like you, dude. She's not like a kind of like, like, ah, fuck you, I'll speak my fucking mind. She is the most moderate in the middle. She will say things like, you have to acknowledge that biology plays a role. And they have to set up a fucking safe space for that. Like, yeah. That, 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 that like uh, gender a is not a completely of artificial. a female monkey yes. child playing with a stuffed animal. Is she the victim of a patriarchy? <laughs> and here's a male monkey one-year-old playing with a truck. This happened 430 times in a row. Okay. Set up a, a safe space. You yeah. know, so what if like, they go to the room to recover and the male puppies are playing with trucks and the female puppies are playing with dolls? They have to go to another room it's now to so, recover from uh, the recovery yeah. <laughs> room, and it's and of course they're not like it's it's um it, it's not a, a safe space like in any sense really it, it's just an ideologically conformed kind of space. I mean, if you want to, you know, again, it's not safe for anyone who it's wants to challenge bullshit. anything. It's fake. I don't think it's not like the people go into that room and go. Whew. They're all playing a role. They're almost like cosplay. So they go, I'm playing the role of the victim. 
Uh, I'm freaking out. They're fake. It's just like in church where they're like, hallelujah, I've been saved. And they're shaking and then they, from and being they, touched. And they'll, and they'll actually do some evidence that people actually do go into these crazy states when they're doing that because you just buy into you, it yeah, so much. You, you work yourself up. You brainwash yourself. Yeah, and, and it is intoxicating to be a victim. And I'll tell you, everyone, everyone knows that to some degree in your personal mm. life. Like everyone knows like where you've just like, it's very intoxicating to sit there and, and feel sorry for yourself. And, and a big part of being an adult and being successful in any sense is... Is learning how to deal with that in well, your totally, But think of the the logic of it. Sorry to interrupt, but no, no, no. Of course, someone goes, "Hey, you're really fast. You you just walk that block fairly quickly." And you go, "Oh yeah." And then you show them that your shoes are cinder blocks, and they're like, "Well, now you're really fast. Right. <laughs> Everything about you just got turned up a notch because you have these cement shoes." Right. So if someone says to you, "You can either be known as a guy who got a C plus." Or a guy who got a C plus despite a mob of people throwing bowling balls at your head, and you're like, I want the second C plus. Sure, the, the where strong, I well, fucking beat the odds. And every and that's the story that everyone likes too. You know, everyone kind of likes that that underdog thing or that yeah. I'm against. And and but it's it's pretty insane. Where, I mean. There's like I don't I mean you can you know of course you can disprove all these if you look at the stats like closely at all there's so much like activist like research like you know one in five women but there are these numbers that like you could just disprove with common sense yeah you did come well, on they do that with you the just rape go, come thing. on oh, go, did, you, did you know two percent of uh, <laughs> rape accusations are false accusations nope. Sorry, I've been on this earth for, for yeah, too yeah, many yeah. years. Nope, that's yeah, and not it's, accurate. And it's not anecdotal evidence. It's you just going, what? Like, when they say one in four uh, women in college are raped, you go, wait a minute. What is it when village, when Vikings pillage a town? Like, there's old ladies, there's babies, they're busy killing people. That couldn't even I'm be worse. I'm guessing yeah. maybe it's one in ten. I mean, it's, 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 it's literally when insane. When a town is pillaged. Well, so now a college campus is worse than Vikings and flamed. And, ah! and I, I heard there was this one feminist who wrote, um, I can't remember her name, but she wrote a thing about, she, she quotes the one in four number, and then she goes, and this is nothing to, to how bad it was in the past. When oh. we didn't recall. So what one was it, two. four out of four? Like, how was it? Were you saying everyone was getting raped? Here's the thing you don't get about men. We don't like raping. Like, the ones that did like raping are extinct. Because the girl's brother chopped his head off. Right. We like sex. Well, and it's okay? also, and it's so, uh, the, the truth is for the far majority of men, and I don't mean to make this some like men are so noble thing, there's some, there's some like ego in this, but for the far majority of men, probably the worst thing that they could possibly imagine happening to them is one of the close women in their lives being raped. I mean, yes. most men I know would probably give their life in order to not see like their, their girlfriend, wife, daughter, mother, you know, someone like that Dude, raped. Like, before, before women had the vote they were pushing in america to make uh domestic abuse a capital offense where you were just killed oh wait a minute sorry stop the presses we have an unturned stone frankfurt school i'm gonna get back to the this this but i i you forgot one thing about the frankfurt school so these marxists from europe came over here and they said we're gonna push this on the working man it's a proletariat thing it's gonna be like a big billy bragg album america's a renegade country of pioneers the, the, it's unique in that sense. Like in Britain, they go, I'm working class. My dad was got the same team, Man right, United. Right. I'm going to fucking stay here. Why you want to be middle? It's an insult in Britain to say you want to be middle class. In America, they vote Republican because they want low taxes because they're going to be rich soon. So they don't like Marxism, even though they look like Just the such proletariat. such an amazing quality we had. We, I know. We, we, Why are we trivializing that? that? Yeah. So these guys with, with their hands are black with oil and soot. And they're like... I'm about to be Donald Trump, so I don't like you. So the Marxists went, these guys are not working out. Let's go for academia. Let's go for middle class well, people. They, oh, and, and it worked. And not just that, very, very blatantly. I mean, Stalin wrote about this, targeting... Um, you know, driving like like driving the wedges. They went after black people, women. They went after anyone. Look, if there, if obviously America was being fucked up to black people at the time, so that was a very easy like. Okay, let's pick apart that as right. if you know, like Stalin was concerned about how you treat you know the they least of your people. Yeah, I mean, people. literally, you know, he made everyone put st he. You know, Stalin used to have to steal from people the old-fashioned way because back then they didn't have all this fun. You know, Ben Bernanke can just put zeros into a printing press, or I'm sorry, not Ben Bernanke anymore. Uh, 
Janet Yellen uh, can just, you know, like print money and steal it from you or whatever, or, or electronic. Back then, Stalin had to actually go farm to farm and take all your shit. <laughs> yeah, to take uh, the shit. Literally just can took you, their shit. John, can you look up how many people Stalin killed? What, I think it was something. 60, was it? No, no, no. It was, uh, I think you might be confusing Mao numbers, but it was more Mao than Hitler. Mao was 77. Yeah, it was more than Hitler. It was somewhere in between. I think it was 30. That might be Maybe right. It was 30. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then that's probably not even counting the mass deaths of starvation, well, which it's not communism. easy to quantify genocide. Yes. Because they not. don't keep great books, that's the these thing mass murderers. These assholes. Well, Mao used to be known. The 77 million has only recently come out. 34 it, to 49 million are directly linked to Stalin. What did you say? 34 to what? 34 to 49. Quite, yeah. a, quite a sway there. Yeah, it was, it was, he had a temper. Um, but and he would also make them put pictures of Stalin like up in his in, in his home in their homes and shit like that. Like you had to have a picture of Stalin. He was you know on a whole. Not- but oh, but he no would openly talk about yeah using like kind of driving wedges and creating all these you know like like any dissatisfied group trying to convince them that right. they've been the victim of this capitalist system. So the mo of the left is control the media and make it look like benevolence. Right, we're helping blacks with welfare. That's what liberals live on. They don't need to go deeper than that. But I think the deeper level here is a Stalinist mentality, and that is let's sabotage the culture, rip it to shreds, and then when it's in total disarray, rebuild it in our own image and make our own world where justice is just part of the governmental responsibility. And the best way to do that is to rip the family to shreds. Yeah, And that is by rewarding women for being single mothers, by saying marriage is bullshit. I mean, the boomers invented divorce, and that was all these Marxist kids going, I need to be yeah. free. And they were, uh, by the way, my parents are still together, but I remember being a kid, and my dad's friends would be sleeping on the couch one by one, and they were always miserable. And I just felt, even at 10 years old, I was looking at them, and I could feel like, you've been duped. Yeah, And they sabotaged the family with nothing to replace it. And it's, I think... You know, I mean, the only hope for us is that there is some awakening about that, and we kind of we, we kind of have a counter movement against that. But you're right, you know, dude, and it's not like even just like uh, like they they wrote about this communists, the long yeah, march. I mean, this yeah, isn't yeah. this isn't like you know just like a, a wild guess. Like maybe this. I is what heard happened. that. I heard that. Um, uh, there's a lot of useful idiots around too who aren't in on the plan. I heard Freud was on the boat on the way to America, and he said they're not going to know what hit them. Yeah, really? I've never heard that, but I know his cousin, I mean, was, uh, uh, what's his name, that uh, Bernays guy or whatever, was, like, very involved in, like, uh, PR, like, kind of control, you, you know, uh, propaganda. The, the You know, psychology turned into propaganda very quickly. But it is, uh, there, that is all happening. And if you think about, like, when you laid out that plan, think about how in you almost even from our perspective have to take a step back and go, man, they're good. Because think yes. about how incredibly brilliant the 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 quote liberating women from well, the household. Well, they being controlled but look, cool. But imagine, how did you do that? But on top of everything that you're saying, right? So there's all that stuff. You tear apart the family structure. You you get to control these people. But just then on an economic level, right? So you go from like it was a whole thing to get the income tax passed. You know, they they had to get an amendment. They had to fight it. There's some quasi whether or not it was legally ratified. All right, yeah. Um, you know. They got they get this income tax. All of a sudden now, instead of just being able to tax the husband who's working, you can now also tax the wife who's working and also tax whoever's watching the children. Like you just like more than doubled up, you know, the amount yeah. of, of revenue that you can build in into this government. And to see the intense growth of government, you know, after the 60s, it, 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 these things are all related, you know. I don't think these fucking idiots know how much us rich people get taxed. I no pay fifty percent. I have a a place upstate. It's a thousand bucks a month to stay there. To but the government. I, I, I really do think at the heart of most. And I, see, you're kind of. The, the, I, I think there there needs to almost be a separation between like the kind of cultural Marxists who are at the top trying to engineer society, and then just like the people, like people you run into who are liberal who have no idea of like a, a Stalinist agenda or anything like that. They're just and those people have literally just fallen into like an infantile. Uh, it, it, that's that's what it's always been. It, you, you know, if you read the Communist Manifesto, it's like it, it's brilliant propaganda, but it's infantile. It's uh, it, it appeals to someone who doesn't really understand the world. Like, it's like, why shouldn't you be able to be a fisherman one day, a factory worker the next day, a this the next day? Yeah, why yeah. shouldn't I get it's everything? Like Scientology. You, you know, have to fight the anyone, aliens. Anyone who's ever built a business, they get to see what it actually takes. Yeah, it's, there's something so fundamentally oh, yeah. childish about like um, so someone like you know. Whatever, you know, someone, someone's like a, 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 who, you know, like a waitress at a club and, and her husband, you know, works at the door and they go, you know, if we save our money, I think we could start a club. We could run it better than this. They get some investors. They work for the first five years. They're cleaning the floors. They're doing all this. Finally, it's a success. They start making some money. They did this. And then some liberal comes along and goes, I think you should pay your workers more. 
And you go, oh, okay, Which, okay, fine. Well, you, then guess what? We're on. You it. go get some money. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go start a club. You go yeah. work your ass off, and then you can pay your workers what you think. They go, no, 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 no they don't want that. They just want the government to come in and make you pay right. your workers. Here's more. the reality: two in three restaurants and bars go under. Yeah. And my experience as an entrepreneur, maybe I'm shitty at it, but twelve for every twelve projects I work at and create, eleven fail, and one generates income. And then when that one generates income, you get taxed at 50%. And you're like, what is it in Russia? Like, what's your plan? 11 failures for one win and a 50% tax rate? My fucking, this, the high school next to my house upstate, I bet if I said to a liberal, I have a nice house here in the country. Uh, there's a school here. Yeah, you should have to pay for that school. Okay, how much should I have to pay? You should have to give them a thousand bucks every fucking year. It's Six times that. Yeah, they have no And my idea. kids will never go there. Like, there should be a wing. You should see this high school. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere upstate New York. It looks like the high school in the movie Grease. They have a fucking track. They, it's, there's only like a thousand kids there. It looks like it's a private school in Downton Abbey. Oh, no, that's what's, that's what's so, uh, it, it's so like indefensible. It's like, okay, so fine, that for, for just decades and decades, liberals always say we need more money for education, more money. And it's like, oh, great. Our kids have Olympic swimming pools and really good cafeterias. Yeah, the teachers make cares? $60 per hour worked. <laughs> it's something like $15,000 per student. Their test scores haven't budged. It's almost impossible to get a teacher fired. They had a teacher the other day who was fucking uh, having kids write letters to Mamiya Abu Jamal because he's sick. He has a cold. Oh, is he? I don't know. Yeah, he's is going he through a rough to... time since murdering Officer Dennis Faulkner. That's right. I really feel for him. Poor guy. Eh? Well, that's, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, that stuff. Like, they can look, overlook any amount of, of that when it becomes like some liberal some black cool hero button. or. <laughs> no, I would, I, my, my goddaughter, um, was on a FaceTime with her, her grandfather, and uh, he's lost it. Uh, he was yelling. He got arrested in Walmart yelling at someone. Uh, he's, we had to explain to her that she's, he's sick in the head. And when he was talking to these kids, right, his grandchildren, all of a sudden, Snappy McDoodle, he's fucking remembering their names perfectly, telling them stories, being incredibly interesting. And I, I swear to God, this might be psychosomatic, but I swear I could see a light go on in his eyes. And you notice that with really senile people. They'll be like, what's this guy? Dave Smith is drinking piss. And then you'll go, how did you get to school when you were a kid? We used a, it was a ca horse and carriage and it was, it would be right. wooden wheels in the summer. But then this, in the winter, there was no roads in Ohio. So we would put skis on the cart and we would just ski to, ski to school. Everyone got around on skis before there was roads. And you're like, you were, and the skis, there was, uh, they were kept in the, in the bottom of the barn underneath. <laughs> and, and you're like, everything about childhood, you remember perfectly. Yeah. Uh, every time you see your grandchildren, you remember it perfectly. And then I looked up these things called blue zones where this is a long fucking tangent, but I've been drinking bourbon. <laughs> There's these blue zones where it's not unusual to live past a hundred. So that area is called a blue zone. Right. And it's Greece, a lot of Japan, a little bit of Central America. So they do a Venn diagram of all these different places that have these centurions, I believe they're called. And in the center of the Venn diagram is the word family. And I believe, and I've watched a lot of YouTube videos where women announce they're pregnant to their mom and the mom is bawling her eyes out with excitement. It's one thing to have kids. When you have grandkids, you're like, I'm done. And I think the brain releases endorphins when you see your grandkids because it's the ultimate accomplishment. And we used to do that all the time. I, I think senility and Alzheimer's are way more prevalent now that we distance ourselves from old people. They don't get that stimulation. They don't hmm. see their success. And that's all part of this family sabotage. Well, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's also like, again, like, it's really we have like all the kind of like evidence and data now it's been a disaster for the country it's been I mean, a disaster it's, it's just been a, by any any way that you could measure it if you uh i mean well, I, blacks are a great way to measure it that's we split apart the black family with welfare how's that turning out and and, and it's, it's, it becomes this thing where you can't it, it's it's very like people don't realize that the splitting apart the black family is not like this legacy from slavery and Jim Crow. No, the black family was, was very, FDR, very intact the in the 50s. Still, the, the you black know, was, family was doing great. What was their divorce rate before FDR instituted the New Deal? Well, I think, and, and I think really, I think even after that, it took a while for it to really take. I mean, it's the 60s, I think, is really where things get bad when you have like the Great Society Act and like real, like, like what you have is at, at, at the same, you have 
this massive, massive welfare like programs really coming into like every. I mean, you can you can look at it on a chart. If you look at the the um, the poverty rate in America, it's like going down basically for our entire history. And then in the '60s, it levels off. And the '60s is when the government started fighting poverty overtly. I mean, it's just so obvious that like this has been a complete and utter disaster. Well, they, I've heard boomers say we invented a black middle class. No, dude. If you look at the graphs, you see blacks and whites. Well, obviously, blacks were way down here, uh, you know, in the early 40s and 50s. But whites have gone at this trajectory. And when FDR instituted the New Deal, yes, of course, they started doing better. But every fucking oranges did better right. over the past 50 years. But their, their rate of climb is terrible. Well, it's also like I, I feel like what uh, liberals like to do, like liberal history, it becomes they, they like to kind of like um, if someone you could met like a, like a, a, they like to kind of like jump on a wave that's coming and then take credit for the wave. Yes. It's like, no, yeah, you're, you're riding EPA. a wave. When air yes. was getting cleaner they, and, and they'll everything's actually, getting cleaner. They'll, they'll show, like, like, and EPA is a great example. OSHA will show these charts where they're like, look, since the creation of OSHA, workplace violence is down. But then if you take the chart backward a little bit, it's like, no, it was falling the whole time. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're yeah. just jumping ahead of this and then claiming the credit. So what we had, I mean, if you if you want to look at broad terms in America, say from the end of the Civil War to, to the First World War, we had the biggest experiment in free markets in the history of mankind. I mean, you had you had uh, this humongous country uh, that had I mean, the federal government was basically non involved. They spent like 3% of the national income for that for that time. You know, you can find interventions here or there. But generally speaking, it's about as big an experiment ever in, in, in free markets. And it built the very predictably the wealthiest country in the Empire history State of building. men. Chrysler That's, building built in a year so and a half. So now what liberals like to do now is now come in the 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 we're the heirs to this right so like all of our grandfathers even were still kind of a part of the like most of them came over and like fucking worked work you know we're like the heirs of this and now liberals will claim see like well what we did is we we allowed women to to leave the home or we allowed you know black people to do this is like no 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 this was what followed you just this got was, in the yes, fucking way exactly you've only slowed down the progress it is net look dude if to go back in time it, when you you can talk about slavery times like this hypothetical to go back in time to fucking slavery to, like it is a backbreaking agricultural world where you're going to get an infection and fucking die like yep. i think george washington the most powerful man you know at, at, at this uh, in at that time uh, died from like a, a tonsillitis or something like that like you you're yeah, the, most of the casualties in the civil war was just getting grazed try to convince someone not to have a slave to do the right thing like no you can't make him pick your cotton well, that was you the culture work back together. then we didn't like, start it we ended it it's you you only human beings only start even thinking about doing the right thing after we've generated enough wealth yeah. that we're so Somewhat comfortable. Especially in America, where you had to dig up your grandmother in the winter and eat her because you were so fucking exactly. hungry. This was the, but this, so they can claim credit for these, like, then then they try to claim credit for, like, these achievements that, no, look, like, that is a, like, like, not hating black people and not having laws against black people, that is a great achievement of Western society. But fucking no, liberals don't get to own it. No. And just like feminists don't get you to did, own any yes. of their shit. Like, look, we're down to the last seven. few seconds here. I understand why this whole sabotage the family thing uh, has become very, probably the norm, more than 50% of the mentality. I understand that Marxism is prevalent and it was successful. I understand um, that uh, sabotaging the family with nothing to replace it is going to be problematic. I get all of this. I even get why comedians are liberals because comedy is an art and conservatives have a very strict view of art. It has to be this, this, and this. Liberals say anything. So you're going to go on the anything side where you get good grades. Right. Just for showing up, you get a dolphin in math if you're a comedian. <laughs> the only thing I don't understand is why young people who are supposed to be about rebellion and fucking. And we used to do a thing when we were kids. You had to commit 11 acts of vandalism before you could go to the party. So you had to throw chairs in the fucking pool. You had to like rip down some guy's garden. How are these young people choosing the culture that's about control and tax and regulation and fucking being bossed around? Whatever happened to the man? That's what I can't figure out. Well, I mean, I think they appealed to like 
a kind of like libertarian type thing almost of the like emancipating yourself from maybe like look when you're when you're a kid the biggest authority is your parents right like that's the biggest authority in your life and the liberal culture is incredibly undermining of that authority so there is something kind of like anti-authoritarian oh, yeah it's, about, it's sort of based on fuck you dad i hate yeah. it here and well, then now, running up the stairs and slamming the door to your bedroom but staying in your house you yeah you know exactly and and you're you know you're you're going to school and they're kind of undermining your parents left and right you know what i mean they're kind of it's like, yeah, no, screw you, dad. You know, I'm a victim of the this and that. You know, you don't understand. You're oh, I remember doing it. When I was 18, I had linen pins on my leather well, jacket. I was like, you don't understand the working man. There's, to my dad, who would work his the, fucking ass off. And, there's, an, there's an intense amount of that. And I think that's more prevalent than ever. The idea that this generation has no idea, like respect for elders is so gone because, and they do these little things like like the Marxist guy, they wear, they, they change, like um, it's not the blacks anymore or, or now it's like black people. So they train kids to almost like just disregard anything this guy's saying because you heard blacks. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. an old racist. That, 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 and she's like, what? What does that even mean? Well, there's you know? this weird, uh, this is undertone of old white guys and yes. dead presidents and yeah, some old, and, oh, I, I really like old white guys telling me about the economy. What's the matter with that? And I think it's based on daddy. But there, And my daddy's an old white guy and I'm going like this. Fuck you, dad. How are but, we doing? Should we wrap it up? Okay, right, we're just, gonna wrap it up. Just to, to end with, uh, say no. Like, you, or... you can't say your last point. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Uh, we spoke for an hour. Uh, Dave wanted to say one thing that would take maybe twenty seconds to squeeze in. It was and, gonna change the world, and it was gonna summarize all his points for the past hour and really just be a great nail in the coffin of his fucking entire theory. But I'm denying him that. No, Go I ahead. can fit it into a tweet. Follow me. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> The, no, just it, why the, did you say that? Just the, like a, a sword fighter from 1302. I, I could fit it into a tweet. I thought that was going to be my exit on a proper <laughs> kind of... Uh, <laughs> Milady? Well, no, I will say that even though there is all this shit, to almost end on a message of hope, I do... There is... Look, man, there, there is an incredible... Even though it's not the hugest movement ever, there is an awakening, like a libertarian moment happening. And yeah. and I think even the Rampal obviously won't win anything. He's going to have a huge moment no, in talking about... No, that word didn't about, exist fucking seven years exactly. ago. Exactly. We've got a word for it. We've got a thing going. And even when you talk about comedy, you know, I can't help but... Yeah, while I do in one mind, I go, okay, yeah, there are all these liberals on one side. But then I can't sit there and start thinking like, man, think about like... Like the comedic geniuses of our time are are Matt and Trey Parker, and those guys are, are Total very very libertarian. Doug Stanhope, Doug Stanhope Penn and Teller, uh, right. and even like guys like like uh, John Stewart. Man, when he's at his best, I'm telling you, when he's at his best, the funniest Why didn't I shit. Cut you off? The funniest shit is uh is is somewhat consistent with the libertarian message. The funniest shit he does is when he's attacking liberals for their blatant hypocrisy. That's what, that, that's what I'll say. I think he's funny. I feel man. like I've been hanging out with a dude and having a great time. And he said, you have to admit, when eight-year-old boys wear little short shorts and they're dancing around, their asses are perfect, right? I, uh, look, I, I, their asses aren't bad, okay? Let's just say that. And all, right, and at the end, and fucking, uh, you know, Hillary, 2016. Right, what can I say? Oh, yeah, that's one thing you probably didn't guess. We both avidly support Hillary and are going back to her campaign headquarters in Bushwick, or the fuck she's pretending it is, to, oh, yeah. uh, Work on getting a woman elected. It's time for a woman president. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> and uh, shave your legs if you're a chick. <laughs>